0: Welcome to the Cool Fireman Podcast, a virtual firehouse kitchen table with whats a Rolfie, Fireman 1231, JDB Cubed, and Fireman Freddy. Let's get to
1: the show. Hey, welcome back, guys. Uh, this is going to be episode two of the Cool Fireman Podcast, uh, the usual crews here. Today we are going to be going over uh, first out run assignments for various uh, calls in your jurisdictions, whether it be structure fires, trap uh, cut jobs, gas leaks, you know, whatever. We're going to just discuss what you, what each how how it varies across the, the country and, and and different states, jurisdictions, and whatnot. So we're going to kick it off, and uh, I'll start. Um, I work for a pretty large department in Central Virginia, and uh, structure fire we just kind of adjusted a little bit. We run four engines, one truck. A uh, safety officer battalion and at least one ambulance. Um if the square footage comes up a single family to five thousand or more, we send a second truck. Uh obviously commercials get two trucks. Um what about you guys? Yeah,
2: that's pretty similar to ours too. For the for the initials uh on the structure fire, we get the same thing four engines, a truck. We don't get a safety officer. We get a I mean we do get a BC and an ambulance. Um And then once it's uh, upgraded to a work in structure fire, it'll, we'll get the second truck. And then we can add, you know, alarms onto that, which just is four more engines, four more engines, and then so on and so forth.
0: So you start off with four engines. What's that? You start off with four engines.
2: Yeah. We start off with four engines and a truck and an ambulance and a BC. That's it. And then once it's upgraded, like I said, we get a second truck. Uh, unless it's, um, if we go into the county, they do things a lot different. Um, and so they actually start with like three trucks on a commercial job. Wow. Um, so anything that comes in as a commercial, they get like three chiefs, which is just chaos, which you guys know. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, uh, so it's a little different in the county, but they're kind of our big brother, but anyway.
0: So I work for a smaller municipality and for us, our assignments, if you have a EMS call, cause we run fire and paramedic out of our, mm-hmm. out of our station, we transport. So any EMS call that we have, uh, you end up getting two trucks, you get an ambulance and it's either an engine or you get uh, what we call as a squad, which is like a mini pumper. Um, so we get four paramedics on scene uh, on every EMS call at the very least. And then, uh, any type of, uh, structure fire in town, if, uh, if it's not confirmed fire or smoke, then we send two trucks an ambulance and a, and an engine. If we get multiple calls, uh, for, uh, like smoke showing or, or something like that, then we'll, we'll dump the city and it'll be a, a full response. We call it, which is for us is a ladder truck, uh, the mini pumper, two ambulances and an engine, um, when we get on scene, our battalion chief usually rides the mini pumper at station one, if he's not on the ladder. So he'll he'll do his 360 real quick and decide whether or not he wants additional uh, manpower. Uh, for us, we have an auto aid agreement with two surrounding cities. So anytime we we do a full box, uh, we're getting an engine, a uh, an engine from each of the two cities around us. Uh, and then outside of that, if we if we go to a second alarm, um, we do backfilling of our station and uh, we, we use blue card. I don't know if you guys use blue card at all. So uh, it's like level one, level two staging. So level two staging is you're going to stage at a at an offsite location and kind of be ready to go. Level one is you are at your last uh, available point before you're committed to the uh, scene. So, in a smaller me- municipality, it's it's it's. I think it's a little different. I've worked for two smaller ones, and um you're you're on scene in three minutes. So you get quick knockdowns. The only time we lose a a, a whole house is you know if if it's been going for a while.
2: Are you telling me that your BC doesn't have a like a fire SUV? Yeah. Oh uh,
0: no, a he rides fire SUV. He, he rides his own truck own truck wow yeah he rides with another paramedic
1: wow but he's on a piece of apparatus he's not in a buggy
0: correct yeah he's he's either on the ladder or the uh the squad we call it it's a mini pumper.
1: matt did you get the joke about the fire suv we're
2: gonna put water on the fire
1: (laughs) (laughs) i want to drive the fire suv
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's an old video now that's great (laughs) it's amazing what
1: about you Unk?
3: Uh, Well, in my department, I'm a civilian firefighter for the federal government. And at our base, we only have one engine, a Quint, a battalion chief, and an ambulance. And if we're fully staffed that day, we'll have all the trucks. um, Usually with any call, any fire call, uh, hazmat call, or anything special, anything outside of a regular medical call, we're dumping the whole base, as we call it. So, both apparatuses are going to be going to, let's say, a possible fire. Both uh, structural pieces, the ambulance and the battalion's going. Then dispatch is automatically calling the city. And we run with two cities, two different cities at our base. So, depending on who we call and what we call for, if we just ask for just one engine or just an ambulance, we'll get that. But if we tell them, you know, it's a possible structure fire or a working structure fire, and we only need a ladder. They'll send a whole run assignment. They'll send their battalion, three engines, and a ladder, an ambulance. They'll send it like it's their fire, I mean, which is fine because they're protecting their guys. They're looking out for their guys. It's their system. And uh, when we run out in the cities, uh, one city, we're one of three engines that respond to a structural fire. So be three engines, a ladder, an ambulance, and a battalion chief for one of the cities. The other city that we run with, we're the fourth one. So they send four only when the Navy's involved. So they'll send us as a fourth engine out with them in the cities. That's pretty much about it. Nice. Are they bigger footprint houses, Unc? Say it again? Are they bigger footprint houses?
0: Is that why you guys send – is that why that city sends so many apparatus?
3: Um, Pretty much it's standard for all the cities in the area to send three engines – if for any kind of possible structure fire or even a fire alarm, a lot of times they'll just send three engines, a ladder, an ambulance, and the battalion chief. And if they have a EMS zone car, sometimes they'll go. So they'll send that naturally, and that's it. Yeah.
2: We don't have a truck in our city. And so we rely on outside. <clears throat> and uh, so that means like, you know, <clears throat> cut rescue jobs. We uh we have, we have cutters. We have, uh, I don't know if you guys have tried the e tools. We have the Genesis e tools. Yeah, These are badass. We have,
0: have Hermatros. Yeah. yeah. We have Hermatro now, too.
1: Yeah. Hearst.
2: Hearst. Uh, nice. And yours are e tools, too.
1: Yeah. We have uh, every unit has, we still got hydraulics, but all of our trucks have a comp, full complement of e tools as well cutters, nice. uh, spreaders, and a combi tool and yeah. a RAM.
2: Yeah, nice. Yeah, we kind of have to assign one of our engines. is just like the truck, if you will, has the airbags and then the e-tools on it.
1: But I don't know. The last time we used the hydraulic tools, it's just so much faster and easier to just grab the e-tool and they do ninety-five percent of the the work that we need to do with them. So yeah. We, yeah, we even went to all of our. We have battery saws now. All of our saws are about. I mean, the trucks still have some gas saws, but really, we've we a lot of battery saws now. Every every um, engine company now has a battery powered steel saw. Really, and we just we we just got
0: a Milwaukee uh, a Milwaukee chainsaw for uh, roof ops, and it has it. We had to purchase the the attachment for the you know the cutter's edge basically attachment to it. And uh, I tell you what, man, it's light and that thing works.
1: Really, we we have a battery power cutoff saw, so it was it was it's supposed to be on our ladder truck, but of course they're not going to use it. So we carry it on our engine. I've used it on a couple car fires. Wow,
3: that's the way yeah. everything's going now. Yeah, everything's.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That squad,
0: yeah. that squad we have has a uh, a fan, a blowhard fan, a pelican light. Uh, we've got a little like a little combi tool that is on there for if if the squad rolls up on an accident if they're the first one there and they need to do a quick extrication. Quick door pop, yeah. Yeah, you can just pop the door, um, and then on our ladder we've got. We've switched out basically everything. We just bought these tower lights that Milwaukee makes. Uh, they're pretty slick. They're a um, five foot and an eight foot. I think they are. They're telescoping, telescoping, mm-hmm. whatever. Man, they are bright. It'll turn. Yeah. It'll turn. Uh, it'll turn nighttime into day.
1: We carry those on our ladder trucks. They're stream lights, but yeah, same thing. They're <laughs> a big long. essentially a long box light, but they also telescope up. Mm-hmm. You gotta got to stay on two... top of them. Yeah. We've we found got two out- really nice streamlights, uh, small streamlights. They're only about yay tall, about that big, um, that we carry on our ladder truck. I think I think pretty, pretty pretty much everybody in the county has them now, as far as our ladders go. Um, they're expensive, but they're awesome little quick lights to grab. The first guy off the truck will grab it and take it to the front door when he goes in and just drop it there. It's so easy to – to uh, portable, very portable.
3: When we first got our Hermatros a couple of years ago, yeah, a lot of people didn't know nothing about them. So we went out, we had them on the truck for maybe a week. Then we went out to a salvage yard to try them out. And it lasted half of a cut. And we must have been there for hours. And of course, nobody's got a charger because at the time they're brand new. So they weren't hardwired into our fire trucks. (laughs) So luckily other crews that were coming, you know, had swapped out, had a fresh battery in it. Nobody knew you know, how long these batteries will hold sitting in the truck and not doing nothing. Yeah. So we had to go back to the station and just like, you know, we checked it off on Monday is our checkoff day. It worked on Monday. Sunday got, it was put on the truck. We played with it. Fresh battery Monday, worked fine. Saturday, when we got to the salvage yard, died within the middle of this first cut. So we had to go back and now we start checking it, changing the battery out no matter what every week or every few days when we check it out so you got to stay on top of those lights uh, batteries because they'll eventually get a memory or what they call yeah and you know you'll they'll die on you really fast
2: We're, we're lucky enough to have uh three chargers on our engine in the engineer's compartment and so when we even when we go out and we have this place um that's just out of our area that we can go to that they bring us as many cars as we want, which is it's pretty cool. And we can cut all day, but we just pull the generator out and I'll pull the, the battery chargers out and just be charging the batteries while we're using it and then just swap them out. It's pretty slick.
3: That is slick. But, I missed yeah. the uh, we had a <laughs> our old set before the Hermatra at least on my truck was Hearst, but it was electric. So it ran off the truck's generator. And it'd be nice. They probably have that option out there now. But uh, if our pump had a a plug-in cord, so if that battery, we're there for a while. Granted, we're only going to be cutting for a few more minutes, and then the city squads are going to come, or one of our squads from another base are going to be coming to us. So they have all the toys for us. But if we're going to be there for a while, it'd be nice that we could run our essential cord out from the truck and plug it in if we had battery issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. do you guys hey, run a lot of cut rescue this I was gonna say this is a good segue to talk about our our run assignment for cut jobs or you know if if it's confirmed trapped from the get-go or possible trap um we will we will dispatch you get an engine a truck a medic a battalion chief and a safety officer if it's a if it's reported as someone's possibly trapped um Brady, what do you guys do with your small department
0: so for us we have a pretty uh we have a pretty big road. We have a five lane road that runs right through the middle um, of our town of our city. So any, any accident that is on that road specifically. Uh, and if there's, it kind of depends and if, if somebody's pinned or not, but um, any, any accident on that road will specifically get, Cause that's station one's jurisdiction. It's going to get the ambulance. It's going to get the squad. And then we dispatched a ladder truck and that ladder truck parks about 500 feet back. Mm-hmm. And it takes up, it takes up at least three lanes and you know, everybody knows it, but we're sa- we're sacrificing that truck to kind of uh, hopefully help the, help the scene. And uh, uh, our cops are pretty good about taking one lane, over from where the accident is kind of right by the accident so then we park back and take an extra lane and it kind of filters everybody past because it in the past uh on my other department we've had people where you park the truck as a blocker they go around it and they cut right back in at the last second and you're standing there working you got cars whizzing right by your bottom side and 45 miles an hour so
1: yeah uh hey not to interrupt we don't have squads, so everything when you hear me say truck it's it's always a ladder truck i mean we we do have we have we we have rescues but we don't um it's stationed at a trt house and it's only for specialty you know uh uh cause of uh, structural collapse and that kind of stuff we we, it's a truck for us for everything
0: that kind of goes to show the the different uh naming that happens across the country too.
1: No, I mean we we know we obviously we know what squads are and you know, rescues and things, but we just don't staff them. We don't have the staffing for that. We don't we don't really have enough call volume to support that.
0: With that with that being said, uh, I know like uh, I live in a suburb of Detroit. Detroit has squads that they call squads, but they are big, uh, like heavy rescue trucks that have a bunch of compartments. Yeah, and you know they're the specialized. Uh, rescue or what have you in, in my city we have a squad and it's a 550 you know with a with a small tank a foam tank and like six compartments and it's completely different so i think it's uh i think it's interesting i know ohio northern ohio uh when you say a squad they're talking about their ambulances
2: so yeah it's
0: it's weird how uh for me at least there isn't there isn't a standard of what we're going to call things now obviously an engine for the most part is an engine and a truck uh i think is is a is a ladder truck uh i don't know some sort you guys use the word pumper at all because our engine the word pumper is kind of interchangeable with with engine up here too like oh who's gonna take the pumper
1: yeah, we just call it engines. I mean, but We know what it is, but yes, it's just yeah. an engine.
2: That's like calling a hydrant a plug. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's frowned upon
2: here.
0: Oh, we call them plugs. <clears throat>
2: huh? Yeah,
0: we, we just, just
3: call them plugs. We just call them tops. Yeah, you know, we're on a green top, black top, red top. We call out the, right, the colors. Our, because... our type of equipment that we have in our area, we're like a large metro, so we're like a bunch of different cities in this area. And... An ambulance can be called an ambulance, a medic, a rescue, a squad. Just depends on the city that surrounds us. Our trucks are, we got engines, uh, ambulances. Uh, We use the P. So we'll say like, you know, ambulance one P. P is our paramedic. So let dispatch know we have an ALS unit on it. Uh, We got battalion chiefs. We have quints. Uh, We have a lot of quints. And we only have a few towers. So our quints are 75 feet. Our towers are 100, 105 with the bucket. That's what we've got. And being with uh, the, the Department of Defense, Navy, we also have crash trucks. We call them crash trucks. ARF, so
1: mm-hmm. we have
3: those in our arsenal yeah, too. One. Uh, we, got a, we got a
1: bunch. Yeah, we have one of those because we have an airport here in the county. We have one at station right there at the airport station. We actually just got to refurbish this in Oshkosh. I'm sure y'all have the same thing.
3: We have Oshkosh, we have E-1, um, probably there's a Ro- Rosen- Rosenberg.
1: Rose, Rosenberg, yeah. yeah, Rosenbauer. Whatever. Those guys,
3: yeah. yeah, probably got one of them around laying around somewhere too. Yeah. You guys have the spacesuits? We used to. They We actually stopped doing that a handful of years ago. I had one. I was assigned to a crash at one base, and I had it. And when I first got assigned to it, did the whole Moon Man thing with a flag. It's It's great. But uh, that gear is now... Nerd alert. Yeah, buddy. Everybody gives Crash, (laughs) or the airport side, a lot of uh, crap about it. But I loved it when I did my time on it. I had a lot of senior guys on it. Uh, Very smart uh, individuals. Mm -hmm. And it is what you make it. If you were a good crew, you had a blast. I bet.
2: One small step for Unk. Yeah. (laughs) One giant leap for Unk kind.
3: Yeah, it's, but yeah, we've gone away from the, uh, the silver gear and we're, we stake worth our regular structure gear that now.
0: And that's got the, uh, fully automated, uh, yeah. turret, turret on the top that you can basically sit in the cab and take care of what you need to take care of. Right.
1: Yeah.
3: It is. Mm-hmm. The ARF the trucks are really cool. There's three seats and at least on ours, there's three seats. The driver sits in the middle. You got to, basically, you're the guy that would ride backwards on the truck, he's on your left, and on your right is your officer. And all the controls are between the driver and the officer. So there's a bumper turret and a roof turret. Then you get really fancy, so like some big airports or the Air Force itself. The Air Force, they buy, they get all the bells and whistles to all their trucks. And they, you know, if they make it, they bought it. So they can have a, tel- they can have SE have a, um. It's pretty city guys. Telesquirt, <laughs> yeah. know, the, the snorkel—they'll put that on there with a with a tip so they can pierce the side of aircrafts or, or hangers, walls and stuff. And they'll—they have that option. None of our trucks, do That's pretty slick. Oh yeah,
2: they're nice.
3: They're nice. We're talking about fifteen hundred to three thousand gallons of water rolling with you, let alone foam and a dry chemical agent all in that truck. And you can pump and roll. You got two hand lines, one off each side, and you can just drive and work it. Great crash truck, maybe great brush truck because we have air yeah. shows, and then we get um they you know they come by and do the fake bombing of the air shows, that always catches our grass on fire. So we go out yeah. there, <laughs> you don't have to get out of the AC. You can just sit in there, and drive right over top of it. Nice. We got spring fires Do we do a lot of wildland fires? Not my department. We don't not here locally. We don't.
2: And we're pretty heavy in wildland fires. (laughs)
3: Oh yeah. Y'all have to have red cards. Oh yeah. No, thank you.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. we've got, yeah, we've, we, our responses for wildland fires are pretty crazy. It depends on watershed. And um, the watershed basically is, is um, decided by how dry it is, how hot it is, windy, all that kind of stuff. So they'll go low, medium or high. And then it just depends, you know, whether which one it is, is to how many engines we get. But we'll get six engines. We'll get a couple of chiefs. We have fixed wing coming, uh, three helicopters. Jesus Christ! uh, A water tender, a Type One crew. um, I'm probably missing a few other things. Paramedic unit. uh, Yeah, we get a lot, and that's just on like a medium low. You know, it's typical. Like you know, it's pretty. It's like right now would be uh, low during this time of years. But
0: so, do you support the? the what is it the california wildland firefighters department yeah, or yeah. Whatever? so
2: california is is all is broken up into regions <clears throat> and so each region, all the way from the north all the way to the south and so they'll start pulling from regions uh depending on where the fire is and how big it is and how many resources they're calling from uh or calling for uh it just depends and so we we put together a certain dispatch criteria so we have five engines as a strike team i don't know if you guys probably do the same thing right five five engines in a chief strike team leader no
1: as far Go. as like ICS stuff goes yeah
2: so yeah uh yeah right 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 um and so yeah if if, if there's like a big fire up in you know northern california and they're all their resources are being pulled our, our five engines from our particular dispatch center <clears throat> will be, uh, you know, mobilized and we'll go up North and we can be up there for two weeks. So that's our, the office of wow. emergency services through California, the OES can be out for 21 days. Um, but we typically like our, in orange County, we kind of have an agreement that, you know, at day 14, uh, which is really 16 days. Cause they give you a day up and a day back, um, They'll, uh we'll start to think about swapping crews at 14 days so but it's all has to be a coordinated effort because it's all through the state or it's through fed uh like it's, if it's a fed fire same thing and we have to have the all the proper paperwork has to be all filled out so if you got one guy leaving and one guy not if, I mean one guy needs to go home it could send the whole strike team home just because of freaking red tape it's crazy
0: is that volunteer or is that volunteer
2: uh that is voluntold if you are on duty on a particular engine and a fire goes out you go and then uh um, for two weeks for two weeks yeah <clears throat> so that you know we do a bid every year and we know that engine three is the oes and if there's a fire and you're on you're gone and when it comes to uh when it comes to relief crews They ask for volunteers, you know, and typically you'll get a couple guys maybe, but maybe not a a captain, let's say. And then they'll, they go to the force list and whoever's working your captive audience and you're next up on the force list, you've gone for two weeks. (laughs) So you can imagine the uh, the manipulation that goes on around that.
0: So that's, that's kind of like your Mando. That's another level of Mando for you guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just one, just another way to get Mandoed. Yeah. But we don't do a lot of overhead. There's a lot of departments that are around us that'll do uh, single function stuff like line medic. You could go up to be a line medic. You can be a, um, the fobs guy where you're working with maps and you're doing weather for the IC and stuff like that. So there's some departments that'll send single resources, you know, firefighters or paramedics, and they just drive up in a buggy and they get there and they go, Hey, what do you need? And so just depending on what your qualifications are and, you know, of course there's like a million qualifications you can get with uh, task books and all that kind of stuff and you get signed off on different fires or whatever. But yeah, it's pretty intense. I have,
3: I have a friend he's over at um, San Diego uh, Navy and he was telling me some stories and his crew got to actually save Sam Elliott's house uh, a oh, couple wow. of years ago. They got there, got took pictures with Sam Elliott out there working on line with him and his property. But the question yeah. I got, um, do y'all have anything, if y'all have an accident, uh, that you get paid extra money? Because well, the the guy that works um, over at San Diego Navy, he used to be a uh, hotshot or whatever. And they said if uh, they said that when guys would come back down from the mountain and about to check in, they will poop themselves. Right before they get there, because that was the extra $300. <laughs> I don't
2: know if that's oh. worth 300
3: dollars to me. I
1: don't need is, it that bad.
3: But the thing is, you're in a group. Like all of us were like, all right, guys, let's do this. I mean, we're you're a, it's a team effort. And if you if you joke me, hey man, I'm 300 dollars richer than you are. <laughs> but I just
0: right. hands no.
2: sing kumbaya and shit them themselves.
3: <laughs> all right, everybody drink this Kool-Aid with me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, how it's... come everybody fell over? That's what he told me. He never admitted to doing that. But there was like an also another incentive, like I guess if you peed yourself or something like that, because you're out there in the woods by yourself, working to literally stay alive, right, Matt? It's... In some situations.
2: Yeah. Sorry. So
3: I didn't know if you ever heard that, Matt, being on the being on that no. side of the world. No. It's no. like it's it's I... like bathroom
0: aflack.
2: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, less to something I just don't know about it. You know, maybe it's the fine print that I don't read, you know, as we get out there. But yeah.
3: it might be like a hot shot uh, money thing. Not a, not like a city person.
2: Anki, you send me some of that, uh, that seasonings, you know, uh, I'll, I'll test it. You're, uh, next time I'm out on a strike team, I'll shit myself and then I'll, I'll report back.
3: Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> That's
2: good stuff. <laughs> and then if I get my 300 bucks, I'll, uh, you know. I'll split it. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> hey guys, that's a really good stopping point, I think, for this episode. Um, really good time frame on that one. So let's uh let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, our recipe of the week this week is actually from a meal I had at the fire station last night. Um, guy on my crew, Sean, makes the best pot roast I've ever had in my life, and I've eaten a lot of pot roast coming from a middle class family. So uh, it's just what he, the way he seasons it and the the ingredients he puts in addition to what you would think is a normal pot roast is so good. Just the flavor of it is amazing. The gravy that comes with it, it's, it's just perfect. So we'll post that up this week, and uh, you guys try that out when you, it's it's still cold outside. It's a good time to make a pot roast. So y'all check that out. So uh, this week's rookie tip, let's throw it to Matt. Matt, give us a rookie tip for the week.
2: All you rookies out there, listen up.
1: I'm the hammer.
2: Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, next episode, episode three, we're going to be talking about um, uh, the crappy uh, idea of getting up after you've fallen asleep for a call. No, well, not falling asleep for a call, but after you've fallen asleep, you have to go on a call. So that's what we're going to talk about. So my rookie tip for today is uh, every good rookie shall go to bed last and wake up first. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people that aren't in the fire service might not understand firefighter probation. So since we're in the early stages of our podcast, maybe we haven't talked about it a lot, but it's almost like a rite of passage probation. It's obviously a time to be evaluated and everything else to make sure that you're going to be safe on the job for yourself and for everybody else. But um, it is also a time to find out if we can work with you for the next 29, 30 years (laughs) And that's a big part of our job. We sleep, we eat, we know each other very well. Um, we're with our, you know, with each other, you know, 50% of our lives. And so that's a time for you to come in and show that you want this job. You want to be here and as what kind of person that you are. And so that starts with uh, going to big last and studying up and getting, to, getting up first and making sure you're the first one up, get the dishes going, flag. I don't know if you guys still have a newspaper. Welcome to 2023.
1: We don't. <laughs> yeah. Make the, coffee. The make the coffee two pots of coffee and if
2: you don't know how to make coffee i think one of you guys on your tiktoks uh taught <laughs> teach how to make coffee yes. Yes. so it's important and uh people that might not understand that part of the fire service you know that's what we're here to maybe explain a little better but that's my rookie tip
1: all right sounds good um hey good episode guys enjoyed it this week a lot of good information put out um we'll see you guys next week